Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Fox. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how hiking and financial planning are extremely similar. Uh, and we've got a great analogy to explain that. But before we go into that analogy, Alex, what are we drinking today? Uh, today, we're drinking Stash Panda. It is a hazy IPA from Hop Valley Brewing. Clocks in at uh, 6.5% uh, and uh, 50 IBUs. It's a, you know, it's a classic hazy IPA, a little bit of citrus flavors in there. Not too fruity, little on the drier end of stuff. It doesn't have a, a it's got an okay finish. In my opinion, you know, hazy IPAs don't have like a, a smooth finish normally, right? There's a reason they call it a hazy IPA, but uh, overall it's a solid one. I, I happen to see this at uh, the local grocery store. In the can, actually, just the name Stash Panda just caught my eye, so I figured we'd try them out. But uh, again, Hop Valley Brewery, um, we have a lot of hazy IPAs, <laughs> Alex, on this podcast. That might be more my fault than yours. Uh, it, hazy IPAs are one of my favorite. If I had to rank this bottle cap wise, I'd probably give it like a six out of ten. So it's definitely not in my <laughs> upper echelon of of beers that we've had that are hazy IPAs. Sure, I love Hop Valley. I'll give it a seven. Perfect. So try them out. Never know. Um, we don't pretend to be beer connoisseurs. We just like drinking it. So uh, try out Hop Valley Brewery. So Alex, let's let's dive into this. So let's talk about hiking and financial planning, right? So the the analogy is when you're hiking and when you're going uphill, if you trip, while it's I, scary, I, I've done it. Yeah, I think most hikers have done it. While you trip, it's scary, but you're kind of falling uphill, right? So there's no fear of going down the mountain or or even worse of what could come from that. So yeah, hiking less that, of a fear. You, you've got the, the hill or the, like you're falling into the hill, which is almost going to catch you. Exactly. And so it's easy to pick yourself back up and really kind of keep hiking. Yeah, I mean, you might scrape your knee or whatever, but like you, most of the time, it's not going to prevent you from being able to continue. And so this is what we would call pre-retirement or the, the financial planning up until retirement age. And then when you're hiking down the hill, this is where that well, same trip that occurs. So let, let's talk about the actual trip there for a second. When, when we're talking about the trip, what we're talking about is we're talking about something going wrong most of the time. We're, you know, thinking of examples like what's going on in the market currently. Uh, we're recording this in July of uh, 2022. For the last you know, six months or so, the market's been down and down fairly significantly. That's an example of having your footing slide out from under you. And so you've fallen against the hill. And it it's, it's just easier to come back from that, right? Like mm -hmm. stuff happens. You still have an income coming in the door. So it's just easier to come back from that type of trip. Yeah. You're not reliant upon your assets for income at that point. Uh, it might hurt to see the balance on your account go down, but in all, unless you're on the doorstep of retirement, 
it, it short term doesn't matter significantly in terms of what the market's doing, as long as you have the time and the strategy and perseverance to be able to, to weather the storm. Now, conversely, when we get to retirement or when we're hiking down the hill, that same trip can be a lot more devastating. Yeah, because now your weight's out in front of you and you're going over and going down the hill. And whenever you start going down the hill, who knows how many times you're going to roll over or, you know, if you're going to slide off of a cliff face or whatever else. This is where kind of the same, the same issues that occur in pre-retirement, if those same issues occur in retirement and you don't have any kind of backstop for that, this is where that slippery slope can actually have you go off the mountain. And this is yeah. where it really affects retirement and affects everything, lifestyle, everything that you had hopefully planned for, wanted in your, in your retirement years. Yeah. And so ultimately like you don't have, like when you spend money out of a retirement account, that's down, those dollars are gone. They don't have the ability to come back when the market comes back up. And so it's, it's a, a much more dramatic impact, a bigger injury, a bigger hurt, a bigger risk when you're going down the mountain, as opposed to when you're going up the mountain. So, you know, Alex has been talking about the market going down and, you know, having the chance to come back up. And there's something called true liquidity that Alex and I speak into quite often when we're dealing with our, our clients, either in retirement or even pre-retirement. And when we say true liquidity, Alex, like we're, we're really talking about an asset that we don't have to worry about going it going down, mm-hmm. right? It's pretty much a almost risk-free asset. Mm-hmm. From a taxable standpoint, hopefully we've got some tax efficiencies in there. And most importantly, this asset is accessible without like the high taxes or high penalties or something else that could occur that makes that asset not as accessible, depending on what's going on in the market or the world. Yeah. I mean, when we're talking about true liquidity, the the real marker of true liquidity is it's not based on any market security, whether that's the bond market, the real estate market, the stock market, the crypto market, the whatever does not matter what market it's based on. It is not based on a market. It is something that is guaranteed to be there. Yeah. And you can, the prime example of this is consider the like traditional retirement plan approach. This is where you're living off the interest that your assets provide, right? So let's just say, you know, this is that 4% rule that many people have heard of. And if you haven't go Google 4% rule, and essentially it's the rule of thumb that you can take 4% of your nest egg and have a with inflation with a low risk of outliving your money in retirement. And so the question is, let's just, so let's just use a million dollar figure, Alex, 4% of a million dollars is $40,000. Right. So the question that I'll have our listeners think about is from a true liquidity standpoint, how much of, if you needed that $40,000 of income to live your life, Right. We're taking social security is not coming into play here. Let's just say you needed 40,000 of income and we didn't have social security pension, that kind of stuff. If you needed the $40,000 of income, how much of that million dollars is 
actually accessible or liquid? This is a great question. And most people, heck, most advisors, I would argue, get this question wrong because they would tell you that most of it is accessible. And what we just talked about is that million dollars is what's generating that $40,000 a year of income. If you pulled $200,000 out, now you've only got $800,000. And so now using that same 4% rule, you're only generating $32,000 a year of income. And therefore, zero of that million dollars is truly liquid because you need all of it to be able to generate the income. And this is a key ingredient. Like imagine being in retirement now, right? And let's just call it 2022 is your first, second year of retirement. You needed the $40,000. So you took the $40,000 out. Your million is down 20%. So it's down to 800,000. And you took $40,000 out. Oh, and this is the year that you also needed an additional $30,000 because you wrecked your car and you had to buy a new car. Sure. So your million dollars just went from 1 million down 20%, so down to 800, minus 40 for the income, minus 30 for the car. What does that leave you with? Ouch. Not enough to create the $40,000 that you need. Right. So this is what we're talking about, true liquidity. So Alex brought up, you know, Alex has talked about the, the market being down right now. And so when you've got true liquidity, when you have an asset that is not market-based and it's accessible, maybe it, so kind of correlating this to retirement now, maybe the full million dollars, this is like person B, right? Like this per, the person A was that person living off 4%. Going, you know, doing the exact strategy we've been talking about. They've got a twin brother, but the twin brother has the same million dollars, but doesn't have the same million sitting in the market. Maybe they're doing, I don't know, I'm making up numbers here. Seven hundred thousand is in the market. Three hundred thousand is outside of the market. Sure. In a down year, maybe they're pulling the the forty k from the three hundred thousand that's not losing money. Same thing with the 30K for the car repairs. Exactly. And so this is what we're talking about, true liquidity. It gives you flexibility, gives you accessibility. And it allows you to be a little bit more efficient with your money because let's just face it, you're going to have down years in retirement. Well, not only that, but think about it from this way the existence of that $300,000 worth of true liquidity that's going to have a predictable guaranteed rate of return associated with it is going to allow you to do something different with the other 700,000 or you know whatever you wound up left with after the downturn in the market so 700,000 minus 20% we're losing 140k, so now we're down to what five four or five sixty. Um, but we can do something different with that five sixty compared to the seven hundred and thirty that would be left in the in person A example. And and so just the existence of that true liquidity 
allows us to do something different. It allows us to pick and choose which account we take from during up years and during down years and allowing ourselves a little bit of time for the market to be able to come back. Because even if we retire at 60, 62, 65, 67, 70, we should still hopefully have 10, 15, 20, 30, maybe even 40 years in retirement. So we could we can still have that longer time horizon approach. We just need to make sure that we're addressing what happens in the short term. Yeah, so, so now going back to the hiker analogy, here, here's the next step, or hopefully the next question that our listeners are hopefully thinking about, or maybe they're thinking, okay, Ryan, the, I get what you're saying. Not all of my money should be in the market when I get to retirement, that 700 to 300 split that you're talking about, that makes sense. So what I'll do is I'll make sure that when I'm about to retire, I'm going to take $300,000 from my million and I'm going to take it out of the market the year I retire. What happens if you retire in 2009? Exactly. Right. So this isn't a one decision. Like this is the year I'm going to take (laughs) 30% of my assets and move it to a different asset class. Right. This is something we're building through the pre-retirement age aspect. We're building this along the way. And this isn't like a $300,000 lump sum payment. This is something we're saving towards. So that when we get to retirement, we have that split naturally. And there might also be some tax consequences if we move 300K. But yeah, I wouldn't even the go asset. there. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff there, right? So, but I know a lot of people, like we've had this conversation with plenty of clients and they go, okay, well, I'll just do that when I'm closer to retirement. And that's like, they're forgetting the risk that comes with that decision. Like it might work out. I'm not going to sit here and say that it, maybe, sure. maybe it works out. Are you willing to bet? The whole point and purpose of this strategy is to reduce, defer, and eliminate and mitigate that risk as much as humanly possible. And therefore, that has to be done over time to be able to mitigate all of the different factors of risk to try and figure out when is the optimal time to do it. Like The answer is we have no idea when the optimal time to do it is. We know that it should be done over time. So we don't have to try and figure out when exactly we want to do it because I can guarantee you that we're going to be wrong when we try and pick a day. If we do it over time, we're going to be wrong by a little bit, a whole bunch, but it makes it much less dependent upon getting the timing right because we've spread it out. I want to take this one step further. We just recorded, I think it was two episodes ago, Alex, where we spoke about allocating, are you allocating your accounts or are you allocating your entire balance sheet? Right. So if you listen to that episode and now you're listening to this episode, there should be some correlations in terms of what we were talking about there. And, and hence the next episode might kind of dovetail on the end of this one as well. So I think a lot of people think of they're only focusing on rate of return and they're and they're focusing on rate of return in the individual accounts. They're not looking at the entire balance sheet and how to maximize the balance sheet. Yes. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Uh, question today, keep keeping with the hiking theme, is what is it that you have in your backpack? Differently from going hiking, we once we're out on the trail, we don't necessarily have the opportunity to change 
what's in our backpack, as we get closer and closer to retirement, closer and closer to the top of the trail, we can make changes to what we have in our backpack. What are the financial tools? What are the financial uh, you know, things that we've packed into our backpack? And is that the right mix or do we want to change it? What's on your balance sheet is another word for that. Which takes us to the question of the day. Head over to beerandmoney.net. Sorry, I said question of the day like we just didn't do it. Head <laughs> over like, to beerandmoney.net to answer the question of the day is what I meant to say. Uh, there's a spot for you. If you scroll down, if you have any questions from this episode or if anything, if anything jarred you like, Hey, I get what you're saying, Ryan, but what about X, Y, and Z? Like, we'd love to hear what your guys' response are uh, to this episode. So beerandmoney.net is a spot to go to for that. We always, always want to make sure our episodes are valuable. And if you got any value out of this, share with your friends, share it with your coworkers, share it with your family members. That's the whole reason we've got this podcast is to make sure that we're hoping you think differently about your money. So as always, we hope this episode was valuable. And Mr. Collins, cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 1531912, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2022. 142037 expiration august 2024